0: looking forward to continuing our conversation with uh, entrepreneur and motivational speaker Vinnie Borelli. Well, we often talk about when I ask Vinnie, I say, tell me what your conception of a comfort zone is. And they think, oh, it's a really good place where you sit and detox. And I said, well, I said, nothing, no growth take place in a comfort zone. Yeah. I said, you've heard the phrase, think outside the box, push the envelope. I said, here's my job with you. Because I'm when I'm Doing the therapy thing. I'm not running the friendship club, okay? They didn't come in for me to hold their hand. I always tell people I'll never give you any sympathy. Sympathy kills people, Vinny. All I'd be doing is participating in their misery. Sure, I'll give you all the encouragement and support. But we have to identify what that comfort zone is made of, what those bonds and barriers are. And I try to get people so frustrated. Everybody's like a balloon with an infinite capacity for expansion, Vinny. And I get them so frustrated and thinking that they push out against those bonds. And sometimes their depression, anxiety, drugs, alcohol, relationships. Uh, you know, most people are in relationships, Vinny, not because they're comfortable, it's because they're familiar.
1: Right. I love that what you said there with your comfort zone. Because like, I always say, and I think we speak the same language on that, because if you're in your comfort zone, then you won't expand and do anything. You Again, you're complacent to be stretched. And that's what made me get better. I wanted to be, I want to put myself in some uncomfortable situation every day. Whether it's some, I read about five, six books, a chapter out of each one every morning from 5.30 to 7.30 if I can make it through them, if not at least a couple of them. And some of the books are just off the wall. Like I'm reading a Celtic book, The Anum Christi, I think it's called. And no relevance to business, no relevance to prosperity on money or or motivation. It just stretches me. It's uncomfortable. Like you said, the Marcus Aurelius stuff. Very uncomfortable, but I, why? Why am I reading it? It stretches you. If you're not stretched, then you're not, you're not growing.
0: Danny, we live in a world where we're taught that we shouldn't expect any discomfort. Right. If you have any discomfort, then oh, you need to do something. You need to get a procedure. <laughs> you need to take a pill. You need to do this. So people always come to me and they say, "I want to." I'm trying to stop smoking. I said, "Well, good luck." I said, "Here's here's how you stop smoking. Stop smoking. Say you don't smoke anymore, and
1: expect discomfort." Right. And, you're, and I love that because a lot of people say, well, I am, I'm, I'm a smoker. Well, then you'll continue to be a smoker. That's correct. Like you said, make the statement, put it out there, and live with it and manifest that I am not a smoker. How about trying that? I am not a smoker.
0: <laughs> I do not smoke. I do not smoke. <laughs> so you talked about uh, what you resist persists.
1: Talk, talk about that. Sure. So people resist, <clears throat> again, it goes back to the growth and getting better in self-development. So people resist that, that change. Everyone's afraid of failure. And on the other side of failure and pain, usually you can grow through it. And there's something on the other side, whether it's success, happiness. And one of the things I talk about is mastering your motives. You know, what is your motive? If you're resisting changing, your being comfortable in your relationship. If you're resisting that, then it'll just persist. That the next person you meet, if you do ever get out of that toxic, negative, uh, you know, sometimes condescending on both parties relationship, then. You're just going to find another one if you ever get out of that one. So you're resisting really being happy and finding the person you love, finding people staying jobs that they hate. Like, well, if you hate it, quit. You know, I'd rather work at Starbucks as a barista than be unhappy in a corporate America job. But people won't do that. They resist that change, and it's all about making a difference. Some people just don't want to do something different. So and it'll persist. It won't change.
0: Well, generally, I tell people they're not trees. They can move. Right,
1: <laughs> but people fear change of anything. Absolutely, sure that you've encountered that everywhere. Yes, and I was afraid too. So, a lot of these things that you know, I preach about again. That's where some of the jealousy comes from and the animosity. Like, well, how did you do it? Because I've been through all these. I'm not. It, these aren't things I learned. You know, we didn't learn this in school. They don't teach you that. <laughs> you know, high school, our priest our our college professors, they don't teach you that. That's something you have to embrace and do on your own. So I've been through it. That's why I could speak it. Because I, you know, I walk the walk, not only talk the talk.
0: One of the things that uh, you talk about in the early part of it was in the introduction. You were talking about uh, it's a common myth and misconception that the only way to success is through getting a college degree. That's right,
1: and you know, I'm I am pro education, but you know, you don't need it. Uh, God, Fifty Cent one is one of the people that I remember his comments that they said, "Do you have a master's or a PhD?" He said, "No, but the people that work for me do." You know, and, and the reason why I love that so much is because people said, well, you didn't get your master's. Well, I could have. I chose not to because it wasn't rewarding for me. I like the way you're talking, Vinny. Oh, thank you. I, you know, it wasn't the academic, the academic path really wasn't for me. I got it, and I'm happy I did. But in retrospect, you know, the money people and today with the inflated costs of, of education, if you're not going to be specialized and you want to be, let's say, a lawyer, then going to law school isn't the right path so many of us go, like, if I could go back, I'd start a community college, find my foundation, find what I was passionate about, and pursue it. You don't need to be, you could still be, if wealth is what you want, you could still be wealthy through other avenues, through other, you know, ventures other than education. That's all.
0: I always ask people what the return on the investment is, not necessarily a financial return, but the return in happiness, the return in serenity. What, what are you getting out of this relationship? Are you working harder at this relationship than they are? What type of, what type of a, a return are you getting? And, uh, you know, that, I like that. I like that an awful lot. So uh, there was two particular events in this book, besides many of them, that I found uh, compelling to me that I start. And one was your sister, Gina, and the other one was you met Nicole. Uh,
1: yes, absolutely. Nicole really changed my life. And, you know, I I put it in the back there as, as – you know, one of the blessings I had, and even at my wedding, I said, you know, she was my angel, my foundation. And, you know, I've been through a previous marriage, been through relationships that were rocky and nasty, uh, (laughs) God at best. And, you know, excuse me, finding Nicole, she changed my mind because she didn't care, you know, what I did, what I drove, what my career was, how much money I made. She loved me and fell in love for me. And it was a very, very bad start. You know, our first date, she was on her phone, And I said, check, please. And she's like, you check, please me? (laughs) So it started out really bad. But it was about that focus. And then when I finally got, you know, she had walls up, she had armor When I finally pierced the armor, I realized that she was just a solid, again, genuine, authentic woman. What
0: attracted you to her?
1: Uh, Well, first, her looks, of course, because I don't know. I'm glad you said that. I can't can't blow smoke. You know, I thought she was the most beautiful one I ever saw when I saw her in in, in a dark, uh, a dark, um, dark bar, you know, I could barely see her. And uh, when I did see her, I'm like, wow, this, I got to talk to this woman. Then after that, it was really the challenge at first. I've never met someone who was so resistant to allowing me, because I'm very intense and intense, intentional and persistent, right? I'm very deliberate on what I do. And so I remember sitting and staring at her talk and not looking at anything else in the room and no distractions. I was laser focused. And so she hated that. Why are you staring at me? Why are you looking at <laughs> me this way? Are you, are you weird? Are you a freak? And I was just determined and I was focused. I didn't care what was going on in the background where I've been on a lot of dates previously that the woman was talking to me, but yet, you know, if some guy walked in the room, they were, I'm in a mid sentence and they would look to the surroundings and distract it. So uh, then we just built a foundation. My foundation starts with Nicole. You know, I wake up every day and she always says, you know, you wake up every day ready to take on the world, even if you have a pounding headache or If it's raining out or if it's snowing out, it doesn't matter. You're ready to take on the world. So now she knows me, and our relationships just sound. It's solid. So usually what I ask people, Vinny, I say, after the lust phase is over, what kept you with her? It's the, I guess, really the consistent life that we live. We're very consistent on our, you know, unconditional, the agape love. You know, very unconditional. She always says, I would live in a box with you. I don't care about all this. Why are you doing this? And I said, I feel that I've been called to do this. You know, becoming an ordained minister. Uh, Doing this business that I want to help people cope and get through the grieving process. I feel, you know, I don't get accolades and stuff for that. Helping like you do to inspire people and to make a change in life for the better. I'm not looking for trophies or plaques that our companies give us, you know, the President's Club awards that I've received. I don't really care about that. What I care about is making an impact in people's lives. And she just is on board with me. She sounds pretty awesome. She is awesome. What's she seeing you? (laughs) She's. I'm Italian. What do you mean? What the heck? <laughs> you know, I always, right? I always play this little game
0: when people come in, and I, I when I talk to the guy about her, she they hate all those types of things, and I say, man, she sounds pretty awesome. What does she see in you and the guys? So,
1: going, da da da, right? Stutter. <laughs> not, certainly not my hair. She never met me with hair, uh, so she must like short Italian ball guys. No, no, yeah, she, uh, yeah, it's just solid. She, she's great. She completes me. Oh, uh, sure. that's. That's super. I'm I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah.
0: So uh, when you're in chapter five, you're talking about preparation and discipline. You you call that the cornerstone of your program?
1: Absolutely. And I think that's the foundation for anyone, uh, even even preparing for. You know, I go back to little small things you can do for your significant other. Like I'm a big flower guy, and my buddy's like, "Oh God, go to another." F-. Sometimes I'll just bring him a rose. So it's not about money, uh, or or a thought that she said something that. You know, she wanted a $3 thing at the dollar store. It's just that preparation is remembering and that discipline to not let... If you have other distractions, like I beat up my friends on sports. I that you know the stats of Ben Roethlisberger when he was quarterback, or Sidney Crosby, but yet you missed your anniversary with your wife. So you're living... Well, I used to take her to dinner. That's key word right there, used to. You're living off, and I think Matthew McConaughey said, you're living off the crumbs. You can't say you used to be this great guy, you used to take your mom to church, you used to take your wife to dinner. What are you doing today? So, you'll be disappointed when your wife strays and finds someone who gives her attention. Not that I condone that, but a lot of my friends have found that their wives aren't there anymore, they're not present. I'm like, Well, what did you do this week? You golf for eight hours, three days, and you missed taking your wife to dinner on a special day, an anniversary or a birthday. You missed your daughter's you know, a ballet class or gymnastics class. So it takes a little bit of preparation and and discipline to even remember those. Forget about the business and the, you know, the other stuff I talk about motivation-wise.
0: Here's what I tell guys that are jerks. I said, you married your, you didn't marry your wife. You married your girlfriend. Make her your
1: girlfriend again. That's right. And I say, I love that. That's, that's very, very accurate. And a lot of guys just, they miss it. I still tell, I, I say it almost every week, very redundant when I talk about that. Some guys are like, yeah, whatever. You're the best husband I know. So they go there with a the defense mechanism. I never said that. I have, I have many flaws, and I miss stuff too, but I try not to. You well, know. This is this
0: is one of the things about therapy, Vinny, is people expect therapists to have some type of magical incantation or pixie dust that's going to be spread. People come in, and I tell them, you're a 45-year production. We're not going to turn the Titanic around in this bathtub okay and the rewards that' we're, you're going to have they are going to be incremental and you're going to get terribly frustrated with me and I hope you do because it shows me you're trying
1: right that's that's I mean that's true you can't say
0: it any better than that so you talked about the generation why not I want to hear about that
1: yeah I thought of that because you know there's generation X or you know all that not not really relevant who cares in my mind Generation why not is why not pursue these things? You know, the kids come out today. Uh, their parents were doctors, so they have to be a doctor. No. You know, why not try something different if that's something you want to do? you know, Your your parents were lawyers, so I got to go to law school. No. They told you that. Like my father, if I could go back, he thought school and going to high school, call it, that was just the most hideous thing that anyone could do. I wasted that much time where I could have been, you know, landscaping or construction. Surprise, right? He's Italian. But, uh, he, you know, he... I just think people don't question themselves. Like, why not try this? Why not pursue being an entrepreneur? You can always go back to college. And I love kids that take a year off to find themselves. Well, you just lost a year. To travel, I get it, to explore the world, but why not work during the summer, make some money when you're deciding what you want to do? You may find that you want to be the owner of Kennywood if you work at Kennywood for your summer job. You may find that you want to roast beans if you work at a coffee shop. So generation why not is really why not pursue something, find yourself in what you love, you know, find out who you are, what you want to do, and just how you're going to do it, period.
0: So then it seems like things kind of went sideways in your life.
1: You contracted MRSA. Yes, so MRSA got, I got that in my shin. We don't, they still haven't found out if it was hospital acquired or community acquired, but it was going to kill me. They gave me pretty much my last rights, and, you know, jokingly, I said, uh, "My dying doc," and he's like, "Yeah, we haven't found anything to cure this to stop the growth of this uh, disease in your leg, and once it gets into your organs, you're gonna you're gonna die." And so, another time, I cheated death along with you know, a couple motorcycle accidents, but that really was another awakening. So,
0: how were you sitting in that room, and did that actually sink into you? Like, I may be
1: on my way out. It did, and that when I got out of there, I was a changed man. It's like I lost my soul in there for a moment knowing that this could be it, and what the hell did I do up until this point? You know, some people don't think about that, but, you know, very emotional, of course. My mother, you know, being Catholic and <clears throat> the priest coming in and all that was, you know, not a lot of people know that, but it's like, wow, this is it. It, it really made me realize what they not They
0: don't do the last rites extreme unction
1: on a lark. Right, right. They were coming in to, to talk to me about that and what decisions we were going to make, and, of course, my mother bearing her first child thought, what the hell was going on? So she was shocked. I was so drugged up on whatever they were giving me back then morphine, the water for the pain, because they had to come in every four hours and take blood from a different area, uh, different veins. So I got, I was a basically a pin cushion for, I think it was in the first six days. Mm. And so, yeah, it was really, it made me realize in that hospital bed when my friends came, but I was in quarantine, masked up. I didn't know who the hell was who, but it made me realize, what am I doing with my life? That was another, where people don't, shouldn't have to be put in that situation to realize that. What are they doing in their life? Why are you wasting each day? Live your life to the fullest. We're only guaranteed today, not tomorrow.
0: So you got on the other side of that.
1: Absolutely. And I and I'm happy. I'm happy that that, that actually happened to me. I, you know. So are we? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But it made me realize that yeah, there's so much more to life. Just do it. You know, decisions I make maybe you are more radical because I buried my sister. But you know, I say to people, why don't you look at the person next to you that you love? I don't care if it's your dog or your brother. What if you can't see them tomorrow or, or talk to them ever again? I know it's hard. People are like, oh, well, the game's on. Put the game on pause. Stop. Look at the person that you love or you talk to, even if they're not sitting next to you, that you talk to daily and realize that if you can't ever speak to them again, how would you feel tomorrow if they were gone like that? Because that's important. That is important. You talk, then you go into the area of faith, Vinny. Yes.
0: And you were talking about when one door closes, another door opens.
1: Absolutely, I live with faith because all the doors that were shut on me—if I didn't have faith to get through them, you know, faith in God, faith in uh, there's something else out there. Like everything happens for a reason, and I know it's hard when things happen. It, it really is. I, uh, believe me, I'm not Mister Wake Up Happy. No, something's bad. It, 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 believe me, it pisses me off too when things happen. However, if you don't think something better, then you it's gonna happen. If you don't put that out there and manifest that true thought, that intention. You'll just live in that misery of what happened. And you're just wasting more time.
0: In the twelve step world, we say God doesn't close one door without opening another. And we'll say, Yes, that's true. However, it can be hell in the hallway. (laughs) So what we do is say, and sometimes what I'll tell my patients, I'll say, Welcome to the hallway. Now what are we gonna do? That's right. And you could stay there.
1: You could stay there if you'd like in that hell hallway, and many do. That that can be their comfort zone, Vinny. Again, but then it's your choice. That if I love the way you're talking. Then, you know, it's your choice. Get the hell out of there unless you like it there. You know what? <laughs> when I spoke at some of the the rough ones, the renewal centers and whatnot, I would say you're either going to go back to prison or you're going to be buried. There's no in between on the path you're on. You could stay here or get wake the hell up and make a choice. Yeah, you know. And I know it's not, it's easier said than done. But I believe that. I'm not discounting at all. But you still have to make a choice. You can make the choice to stay there and live in the world of misery, or you can make a choice to be happy and pursue that. There's no motivation, pill Vinny. That's right.
0: If I had one, I'd put, put one in every corner. <laughs> and you talk about friends and family, the prosperity to happiness. I, I was particularly interested in Chapter 10. What's in your
1: backpack? Yeah, so the backpack, that started with, you know, my father, and I would say, coming with a trunk. You know, people go through life and not knowing if you had a if you not knowing really what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. Right. So what would you put, what are the necessities in your backpack of life? You know, my father, I don't know what the hell he picked, but <laughs> he had to be a pair of shoes, right? Some, some clothes, but he couldn't take, uh, you know, probably everything he wanted. Not that he had much, you know, back in Italy where my father grew up, they didn't have running water or electricity, uh, you know, dirt roads. They lived in the mountains of Calabria, which until, few years back, didn't get paved roads and all that stuff. And uh, But anyway, so he came over and had to make a choice. So what are the choices you make every day to go out in the world? What's in your backpack? And there's not material things. Like, I know your laptop's going to be in, I get that. <laughs> so is your iPhone. God forbid you leave your phone at home. You wouldn't be able to function. But what else is in there to succeed, to make you happy every day? What's in your backpack of life? You know, what does that exist of? And everyone has to design their own. That's a custom-tailored backpack of, of your life. What's in it?
0: I think that would be good if people could backpack,
1: backpack their backpack
0: with the essentials. Absolutely. And begin figuring out what's important. So in chapter 11, you talk about the pit, and I like pit, of course. Uh, the passion, intensity,
1: tenacity, and training. Sure. So passion. I think if you're not passionate about anything, then you're really you're not living your life. You know, you got to be passionate about something. And some people, it's watching sports, unfortunately. Some people, it's success. Some people, it's fancy cars. Uh, but So you have to have passion. I think intensity is just something. I really think that's hard to, to have. You have to work on that. I'm very intense on what I do. Uh, a lot of people say that when I talk, to you, you seem intense. You always seem like you're, no, no, I'm the happiest guy in the world. I'm always happy. I just, when I'm on a mission to do something, I'm very, very precise on what I want to do. So that's where the intensity comes from. The training and tenacity... You know, you have to be tenacious. You just do. And without training, you're not going to get anywhere. If you think you're going to be successful or be where you want to be, and you think it's going to be easy without the tenacity and training, you're not going to get anywhere. And it just happened to be P-I-T-T that I loved and We're and in Pittsburgh. So of you, course. Get in, pit, get in the pit or get
0: the hell out. Yes. Yeah, so, Vinny, you're a delightful guy. I'm so Thank glad you. that uh, you got connected with us. So, for those of you who may be interested in this program,
1: interested in uh, maybe contacting uh, Vinny, uh, how do they do that? Sure. So, VinnyBirelli.com. I'm on Facebook every Sunday night, Monday night. Uh, so, it's VB Motivate Me, uh, w- which is my email, VB Motivate Me at VinnyBirelli.com. But then you could just go right to my website, VinnyBirelli, and all the information's there.
0: Okay. And what can they expect when they get there, Vinny?
1: Sure. They can expect events coming up. I'm going to be doing a lot more active speaking, uh, inspirational, motivational speaking to hopefully college and high school students. But if nothing else, a lot of the Chamber of Commerce, has, I've been honored, uh, they've asked me to go to, you know, to give them a little bit of a an injection, I guess, uh, of some yeah. uh, contagious energy, you know, and, and hopefully you'll see me a lot more. Well, your energy is contagious, Vinny. Thank you.
0: Absolutely delightful. So honored. Uh, do you have any parting uh, thoughts for our friends?
1: No, I'm just honored that you guys have me on the show. I really am. It, it's been a pleasure, Jim, talking to you. And. Um, you know, I thank the yeah, Jago folks for connecting us, and I hope to work with you more often. I think, Absolutely. I think that would be great.
0: So, Vinny, at the end of every podcast, we offer a uh, free prescription. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste, my friends